0: What is the truth behind the November murders of Mormon fundamentalists in Mexico? We'll talk about that next on Polygamy, What Love Is This? We have been asked by many people about details of the murders of the nine Mormon fundamentalists in Mexico that took place on November 4th of 2019. Now, there are, of course, many stories, and some of them are just plain not true. <laughs> many are sprinkled with some <laughs> truth, and then, then they add drama and conjecture, and, and they add it and they, and when they retell it, and, and the story ends up being more story than truth. The most monstrous response that we're aware of is the horror that some people expressed when the story first broke, which reported that nine Mormons had been massacred by the Mexican drug cartel. Then it was discovered that these nine people were actually Mormon fundamentalists with ties to polygamy and all of a sudden it wasn't such a tragedy anymore.
1: It wasn't as serious.
0: (laughs) Why would that make a difference, who the victims are? They are humans, created in God's image, and God so loved the world that He died on the cross for every living soul and He desires that all come to Him for forgiveness and redemption. The victims of this violence were also United States citizens In case some of our viewers lack information about this event, we explain from a couple of news items.
1: Yeah, this first one, NBC News. The nine U.S. citizens who were killed in a brutal ambush by drug cartel gunmen Monday while traveling in Mexico belong to a Mormon offshoot group that has been touched by cartel violence before. The group was part of the extended LeBaron family, Mormon fundamentalists who first came to Mexico nearly a century ago when the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Salt Lake City started cracking down on members who were still practicing
0: polygamy. Okay so that was the right after it happened right. and more information of course continued to be and continues to be uncovered almost daily as they investigate the why of the ambush and who were the murderers we quote from a more recent article
1: this is from the daily beast that probably sounds better in spanish i would think <laughs> <laughs> the daily beast <laughs> On the morning of November 4, three SUVs carrying 17 family members set out from their Lamora compound in Sonora for another ranch property in Galeana, in neighboring Chihuahua. Less than halfway there, they were ambushed by unknown gunmen on a lonely stretch of road in that rugged scrubland. The official version of the story as told by Mexican authorities is that it was an accident involving rival drug gangs. Yet the LeBarons claim they had been under threat from criminal bands in the area and they have no doubt that they were targeted deliberately. Several of the victims reportedly were shot at point-blank range. Also, we know now the family had been engaged in a long-running land dispute with local farmers over water rights. Both sides appear to have acted violently, including an incident last year in which the farmers stormed one of the LeBaron ranches and the LeBaron's opened fire on them. The conflict reportedly has continued since then the murder of innocent women and children would be grotesque, escalation and without precedent. But to understand the broader context of the killings in that arid landscape, the issue of water as well as the issue of drug trafficking should be taken into account.
0: And like I said, information will keep coming and maybe we will get to the truth, maybe not. But we can expect this information as time goes by. Now feuding evidently has been going on for quite some time and for different reasons. Some of it can be blamed on polygamy and some of it cannot. But even when it does involve polygamy, it doesn't make the incident less tragic, but perhaps even more tragic. Although all life is precious, how people live their lives can be eternally disastrous. Jesus never gave us the option of live and let live and everything is going to be okay. Nor did he give the option that whatever adults do in their bedrooms is no one's business. Leviticus 18 kind of (laughs) completely removes that notion. Nor did he give the option of breaking the laws of the land in order to live the way we have devised our own religious requirements or expectations. That's precisely what Mormonism and Mormon fundamentalists have done. No one has the right to break the laws of any country in which they live. Since the time that Joseph Smith introduced polygamy, in every place that Mormon polygamists lived, it was against the law, either against the local laws or the state laws or the nation's laws. Today's LDS Church maintains that when the United States government discovered the Mormon's polygamy, they started making laws against it. That's not true. In fact, it was the Mormons' refusal to obey the local laws, and it was their challenge to polygamy being a crime that caused the federal lawmakers and the Supreme Court to get involved in the first place. Now, just for interest, we want to take a look at the law of the state of Virginia and again, that they had against polygamy before the Mormons even existed. We quote from the Virginia Law Register concerning marriage about their law code of 1819 Before Mormonism,
1: It hath been doubted whether bigamy or polygamy be punishable by the laws of this commonwealth. The first Virginia statute is practically the same as the first English statute, carrying with it the death penalty. But by 1819, the penalty is reduced to imprisonment in the public jail or penitentiary not less than one nor more than three years. If any person being married shall during the life of the former husband or wife marry another person in this state, or if the marriage with such other person take place out of the state, shall thereafter cohabit with such person in this state, he shall be confined in the penitentiary not less than three, nor more than eight years.
0: Now that was Virginia law in 1819. When did the Mormon church begin?
1: 1830 was the organization. Okay, so they
0: had laws against polygamy on the books before that, right? Now, the Mormons didn't even locate in Virginia anyway, did they?
1: That's true. But but this
0: shows that states had anti-polygamy laws on their books. They weren't just made because they wanted to persecute Mormons. The sovereignty of individual states in America allowed them to pass laws against polygamy, and Virginia's anti-polygamy laws actually have roots in our English heritage. The article goes on to say this.
1: And that beginning with the British statute of James I, chapter 11, A.D. 1604. The ecclesiastical law punished this polygamy offense with death without benefit of clergy.
0: Now that's barbaric today. They were serious about polygamy, weren't they? They saw polygamy and bigamy as being offensive and destructive crimes. And, of course, later, polygamy itself was called barbaric, and it is. Polygamy was a serious crime in those days, and it is a felony today in the state of Utah and other locations. Now, we're not advocating the death penalty (laughs) for polygamists, Mm. uh, so please don't misunderstand us, but we are merely bringing actual history into the discussion. And consider this, the LDS have systematically deceived their people into believing that Mormon persecution resulted because the United States passed laws against polygamy just because Mormons were living polygamy. When those laws were already locally in place in every geographical location they lived, including Mexico. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Mexico was friendlier to polygamy in the past with a law on the books prohibiting it when the United States banned it in the 1880s, but with a president at the time who basically agreed to look the other way.
0: There you go. <laughs> now the Mormon fundamentalists who currently live in Mexico are remnants of uh, from earlier habitation by polygamists, either from their flight to Mexico right. after the manifesto or from the LeBaron polygamy group that organized communities there in the early 1900s. When Mitt Romney gave a speech <laughs> about his Mormon faith during his failed presidential bid, he stated that he would remain, he defended his Mormon faith and right. stated he would remain faithful to the faith of his fathers. Well, that's appalling and scary because his grandfather came from the Mormon polygamist community in Mexico. Now, the nine people who were murdered were not caught in the murderous rampage of other polygamists. And that which took place when Erval LeBaron, of course, was on the rampage, killing anyone that he thought was competition. (laughs) The incident seems not to be connected to those crimes, but the families are. One of the murdered women was a polygamous wife, but the other woman was not. And all children should be protected no matter the injustice of their parents' lifestyle. Children are not to blame, nor should they be punished or get caught up in the crimes of their parents. One news article wrote this.
1: Also from the NBC News, while the LeBaron's fundamentalist offshoot group is distinct from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, there are many Mormons in Mexico. The Salt Lake City headquartered church currently claims over a million members there. Mexico was friendlier to polygamy in the past, with a law on the books prohibiting it when the United States banned it in the 1880s, but the members of the Church of Latter Day Saints who are in Mexico have since abandoned polygamy. There generally has not been a history of violence targeting Latter Day Saints, although there was an overall anti-Mormon sentiment during the Mexican Revolution from
0: 1910 to 1920.
1: Anti-American sentiment. Did it? What did I say? Mormon. Anti-American sentiment. Yeah, it's on my mind, <laughs> okay. and that's about the time... Mexico, uh, New Mexico and Arizona became states, I think, during that 1912 time period. Well, there was a lot of
0: Mexican territory that we
1: yeah, acquired. Took over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, the statement that they made there, and in the previous article we read, Uh, said that the LDS abandoned polygamy in the 1880s and that's wrong. Uh, It was 1890 that the manifesto was declared and then the LDS polygamists fled to Canada and Mexico so they could keep living polygamy. They did not abandon polygamy, they just relocated it. And all of this is to explain why polygamists are in Mexico to start with. Now there are currently Mormon polygamists living all over the country as well as in Canada and Mexico. Most of them are located in the Intermountain West, and most of them are in Utah and Idaho and Wyoming, Montana, Nevada, and Arizona. Now, they're all through that western corridor, but most of them are
1: congregated in in those areas.
0: The FLDS Colorado City community is on the Arizona side of the Utah-Arizona state line. We want to quote from the Arizona State (laughs) Constitution.
1: Arizona's state constitution, Article 20, Section 2, polygamous or plural marriages or polygamous cohabitation are forever prohibited within this state. Under Arizona's constitution, living with one wife and a spiritual wife or two or three, etc., could meet the definition of polygamous cohabitation, which is prohibited.
0: Now, notice that. Now, there's yeah. a lot of polygamous in Arizona. Yeah. And yet, the Arizona Constitution prohibits it forever. (laughs) Now, let's look at the Utah State Constitution.
1: Hmm. Utah State Constitution, Article 3. The following ordinance shall be irrevocable without the consent of the United States and the people of this state under religious toleration, polygamy forbidden. First, perfect toleration of religious sentiment is guaranteed. No inhabitant of this state shall ever be molested in person or property on account of his or her mode of religious worship, but polygamous or plural marriages are forever forever prohibited.
0: Now notice...
1: (laughs) Forever. (laughs) Forever.
0: (laughs) Forever. Again, that word forever is important, isn't it? Now notice that certain words here in this says, the following ordinance is irrevocable. What does that mean?
1: (laughs) not going to be revoked
0: (laughs) (laughs) without the consent of the entire united states i guess the congress would have to do it or maybe the states would have to vote i don't know how that works but also the people of the state of utah they can't revoke it right no, and I don't understand, well, I don't want to get into that because that will take us <laughs> off the track, and, and we don't want to do that with this. But it, it amazes me how the Utah State Legislature seems to ignore this whenever they approach just
1: the, other way. Uh,
0: the polygamy thing. Yeah, yeah. They, it just goes the other way and the Attorney General's office, and so on. Well, okay, I mentioned that uh, Utah, Idaho, and Arizona seem to have the the highest population, Mm -hmm. and we don't know for sure, but they seem to have the highest population of polygamists uh, in the Intermountain West. So we've done the Arizona-Utah Constitution. Let's look at the Idaho Constitution, where thousands of Mormon polygamists live.
1: This is Article 1, Declaration of Rights, Section 4 nor to permit any person, organization, or association to directly or indirectly aid or abet, counsel, or advise any person to commit the crime of bigamy or polygamy or any other crime. No person shall be required to attend or support any ministry or place of worship, religious sect, or denomination, or pay tithes against his consent, nor shall any preference be given by law to any religious denomination or mode of worship. Bigamy and polygamy, again, are forever (laughs) prohibited in the state, and the legislature shall provide by law for the punishment
0: of such crimes. So again, we have the forever prohibited. They call it a crime. (laughs) They they have designated polygamy as a crime, and that the punishment would come if they committed that crime. Yeah. So why don't these states defend their own constitution?
1: That's strange.
0: What's going on here? Not only does Idaho uh, prohibit polygamy forever, it also prohibits any church from forcing payment of tithe. Oh! Yeah, most Mormon polygamy groups don't even give the, me- the member a choice. Oh boy. In fact, the polygamy, uh, the Kingston group for example, he just takes all of your money right off the top.
1: And Then you have That's to go back, what and they act, do. go back and ask for it. No,
0: something. they don't ask for it, they oh. take it. <laughs> And, of course, they have a lot of members, the Kingston group of uh, polygamous members in Idaho, and businesses up there as well. Now, this is just a bit off topic, but I couldn't resist making the statement that the LDS Church holds tithing settlements. Oh, yes. With each member, and they pressure tithe paying, don't they?
1: Well, pressure in the sense of you can't get a temple recommend if you're not paying a full tithing,
0: and so they're withholding celestial glory. Yes, if you don't pay your tithe, right. is what they're doing. Right, is that not pressure?
1: Well, yeah, it's a <laughs> subtle pressure, but it's—I mean, you can walk away, but you're—you yeah. know—you're yeah, sacrificing you your celestial kingdom. Exactly. And all that, so.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Now, now this was in Idaho's constitution. We didn't read it in Utah, or Arizona's, but I think that was an interesting off remark. Yeah, that's remark. interesting. <laughs> Now, some responses to the murder of the nine people, uh, three adults and six children, have expressed that it's this crime uh, proves that it's time to make to make a polygamy legal. <laughs> now, I don't know it's why. Backwards
1: thinking, isn't yeah. it? <laughs>
0: Two wrongs don't make a right. They never have. Um, And there have been several contemporary and professional in-depth studies done on the effect of polygamy on women and children. We've discussed them in the past. Maybe we should do it again. And those studies include that polygamy is harmful to them. So why make it legal? It isn't the isolation of polygamists that makes it harmful, in other words isolated down there in Mexico, although that certainly aggravates it because polygamists are isolated. But the studies confirm that the polygamy practice community itself is detrimental to any society and to the individuals. And who would fight the legal battle to change the prohibition of polygamy? Well of course it would be attorneys. (laughs) Attorneys for polygamy and attorneys against polygamy, and there's nothing wrong with that Except that many polygamy groups have polygamist attorneys among their membership Hmm. And at the same time in Utah those attorneys are members of the Utah State Bar Association Despite the fact that when they were given the right to practice law they were required to take the following oath
1: Very interesting here I do solemnly swear that I will support, obey, and defend the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of Utah, that I will discharge the duties of attorney and counselor at law as an officer of the courts of this state with honesty, fidelity, professionalism, and civility, and that I will faithfully observe the rules of professional conduct and the standards of professionalism and civility promulgated by the Supreme Court of the State of Utah. So uphold this Constitution of right,
0: Utah. of the state of Utah. Yeah. Yeah, and it ever prohibits polygamy. We wonder if polygamous attorneys even understand the word obey unless they're applying it to their children or their plural wives. Why are they allowed to be polygamous and members of the Utah Bar when they have blatantly disregarded their oath? And why legalize a crime because of other crimes? And why legalize a crime because they don't like the law? (laughs) In the first place, polygamists do not have the right to break the laws of any country in which they live and then use the consequences of their illegal behavior to insist the laws be changed to suit their lifestyle. Why should a country, any country, change their laws to support the lifestyle of lawbreakers? We want to quote from another one of these articles.
1: This is from the Tribune. A Harriman resident who has distant relatives living in the Mexican Mormon communities said the f- said the fact that Americans are living there, despite threats from drug cartels, shows the danger involved in maintaining their religious beliefs. If polygamy were legalized, they would probably they probably would come back to the United States. It just seems like they're in such a vulnerable place.
0: Legalizing polygamy has nothing to do with that. No. Despite the dangers, they will live polygamy. And if polygamy were truly commanded by God, I could somewhat understand it. <laughs> but but and, and we know, I know, I was raised in a polygamy group. We know that they think God commanded polygamy. But anyone who honestly and prayerfully studies the Bible about polygamy will realize that instead of commanding it, God has prohibited it. Thankfully, there is pushback on the idea of legalizing polygamy. Polygamy.org is an organization of plural marriage opponents and their comment on Facebook that residents moving from Lamora, Mexico to the United States will actually, and I quote, create more polygamous recruiting wives here hmm. <laughs> and more advocates trying to decriminalize polygamy. Do we really want that?
1: Yeah.
0: And polygamists do recruit plural wives from people outside their groups. You bet they do. I'm sure they encourage that. In fact, right now I'm working with a woman who was recruited from outside the group, and she finally left after much pain and suffering, and she is repeatedly being re-victimized by the very people who entrapped her to start with. Mm. One former All Red Polygamy group member said this...
1: There's no evidence the killers targeted the families because of their religion or polygamy. So to consider rewriting the law to accommodate polygamous families so we can prevent future tragedies is not the solution.
0: And I'm glad for that voice because that makes sense. That's absolutely true. Utah law has made polygamy a felony with a possible 5 to 15 year prison sentence if judged in connection with other crimes. Hmm. (laughs) But no polygamist goes to prison because he or she is a polygamist. It just doesn't happen. Interesting. More from the article.
1: Yes. Fundamentalist Mormons in Mexico can trace their reason for being there to the desire to continue polygamy. The first Latter-day Saint colonies were established in the late 19th century because federal authorities cracked down on the practice in Utah. Christina Rossetti recently received a doctorate in religious studies and has focused her research on Mormon fundamentalism. She does not support polygamy but says it should be legalized so its practitioners, including those in Lamora, Mexico, feel safe reporting crimes and seeking help. People need to recognize, Rosetti said, that with these marriages not being legal, there is a challenge for alimony for women who choose to leave. It is hard to get access to resources, When people want to go and report crimes that are happening in communities, they are criminals, she added. So how do men, women and children report that?
0: Well, I have to say, Rosetti is not an escapee from polygamy. (laughs) She doesn't know that trauma. She hasn't lived it. She wasn't raised in it. No. If she or anyone thinks that legalizing polygamy will cause people to report crimes going on inside the polygamy group, they merely prove that they do not know of what they speak. It will not change a single thing. Members will never speak out against their abusers in polygamy. Not because polygamy is against the law, but because they are threatened with hellfire, damnation, brimstone, fire, God's anger, and and, and all this other stuff for even daring to speak out. It is threats that keeps them from reporting abuses, not whether polygamy is legal or not. Wow. Excuse me for getting hot under the collar. (laughs) And finally, the latest information that we are aware of, at the time we taped this program anyway, this next quote pretty much clarifies who did it and why and what could happen next.
1: Again from the Daily Beast, a source within one of the local cartels who agreed to speak with the Daily Beast only under the condition of anonymity said that whoever was responsible for the attack against the LeBarons is now being hunted by Sinaloa cartel leader and a former chapel lieutenant. If Sinaloa finds out who did this, they'll kill them immediately." The source also said that the nature of the attack would seem to indicate a desire for vengeance or perhaps to drive the LeBaron family out of the area once and for all. Kids, little babies, this is more along the lines of retaliation, the source said. Mexicans don't kill a bunch of white kids for no reason. USC's Bunker described cartel leaders as akin to warlords like we saw during the Dark Ages in Europe. Whoever shot these kids is in for a bad ride, the cartel insider said. They should hope the government catches them before Mayo does.
0: So I don't know if this wow. <laughs> was just a report to get them off the hook or to get the heat off of them or how much truth is in this or, or what. And we're not making a statement that we b- believe or disbelieve any of it. We're just bringing forth the information that's out there. Yeah. And certainly hope that it, um, it doesn't result in more violence as time goes on. Yeah.
1: I was going to ask, and uh, and I hope you didn't have uh, something more to say on this little area, but before, you talked about the law of Virginia coming along before Mormonism was even established. Was there always a a desire for people to practice polygamy, I guess? Or was this just an individual kind of a case basis where some one man wanted to take a second... I, honestly, or I don't know the
0: history of that. I know other local local localities had laws against polygamy, and yeah. and they did in Ohio and the other places the Mormons right. lived. They had the local laws against it. The prohibited. So, it. Yeah. so I don't know, but there's always been bigamy, you yeah. know, where a man or a woman will marry and then get married in one. another town, or that's right. always gone on, you know, through the history that I know of.
1: So, and so
0: polygamy is just a religious kind of a. A more of a religious aspect of bigamy, yeah. without the legal ceremony. Then,
1: but Joseph Smith carried the Bible, the biblical, or at least yes, what he thought was he the, biblical the biblical precedents for yeah. for the polygamy and justified it. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, that's what we know about <laughs> the Mexican murders, a tragedy. But you know, we just pray that it doesn't get any. Well, it uh, sounds any like there may have been more
1: it. to it too, with mm-hmm. the yeah, water rights and the lands yeah. and stuff. You
0: yeah. know. Anyway, thanks, Earl. Yeah, appreciate you, it. you know, polygamists rely on polygamy for redemption. God requires we rely on Jesus alone for redemption. Polygamy cannot forgive sins, yet polygamy is considered an essential for all who want to go to heaven and for all who want to become gods. In Genesis 3, the snake told Eve that she, they could become like God if they would eat the forbidden fruit, and that was a lie. Now the polygamists are told they can become gods if they partake of, the, partake of the forbidden fruit called polygamy. That's also a lie. Jesus Christ and Him crucified is the only door that opens for anyone to be admitted into heaven. And that door is not labeled polygamy or the LDS church or any other name or religion. And Second Thessalonians tells us that only those who love the truth will be saved. Jesus said... I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So we suggest you choose the truth. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by a Shield and Refuge ministry. More information on this
1: program, including
0: the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at
1: 1-800-877-425-9993.